0: We were told not to make fun of Luke Bryan, especially because he's from Georgia. Uh,
1: I'll do it. I'll do it again all day. He went to Statesboro. He went to Georgia Southern and will actually be there next week for their NIL event. So, yes, we do love Georgia Southern. Go Eagles. But Luke Bryan, just do some squats or something, I think.
0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Name Image Likens Podcast, the podcast dedicated to covering the NIL world. I'm Wheeler.
1: And I'm Chrissy, and we serve on the NIL team at VictoryFi. VictoryFi offers software built by Wheeler and our team that monitors NIL compliance and education, and we have a platform for student-athletes to create merch. Our framework platform partners with athletic departments to teach student-athletes how to manage money earned through NIL and how to navigate the NIL world. Our Nilly.io platform is the easiest way to NIL. It allows student athletes to build their own custom merchandise. You can check that out at nilli
0: That's right. Nilly.io, N-I-L-L-I-E.io. The premier spot to build merch, sell merch, start your own business. At the high school and college level.
1: Yes, and our framework platform will be rolling out its high school components coming soon. We're so excited.
0: I am nervous, so about working with high schoolers.
1: Okay, tell me more. Because
0: it's already tough enough as it is, as it is to deal with college mm-hmm. athletes. So it, it actually, okay, on, there's two sides to this. It may be easier. We don't know yet. We're still kind of, kind of figuring it out. But there are, you know, guardians, parentals. Yeah. There are people surrounding it at the high school level. There's more support, whether even if it's like if it's your mom or dad or your aunt and uncle, whatever, even if you don't have that, it's someone else nearby, like mm-hmm. you have a community around you to yes. help out. That's usually gone if you leave state and go somewhere else, right? You're kind of on your own. You're growing. You're kind of branching out from the nest. I just don't know if it's going to make it easier or more complicated.
1: Oh, because there's kind of more cooks in the kitchen kind of helping the athlete navigate.
0: Yes, yeah, so I don't know what that's going to look like, and, it, and the, you know the market itself. Are people going to buy are, mm-hmm. gonna support?
1: We'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll find cool. out.
0: We're diving in. But one thing you did dive into this past Friday,
1: Luke Bryan. Um, I went to the Luke Bryan concert in Savannah. It was so good. But that man has no butt, <laughs> <laughs> and that's all I have to say. It was really fun. He is a great entertainer. Um, looked bad in his jeans.
0: We were told not to make fun of Luke Bryan, especially because he's from Georgia.
1: Uh, I'll do it. I'll do it again all day. He went to Statesboro. He went to Georgia Southern and will actually be there next week for their NIL event. So, yes, we do love Georgia Southern. Go Eagles. But Luke Bryan, just do some squats or something, I think. (laughs) 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 Also, we did Picnic in the Park this weekend, and that was a blast. We went to Greek Fest, which was in Savannah, and then... You and I and a bunch of our friends got some Greek food from Greek Festival, took it to Picnic in the Park, which in Savannah is a big concert. Um, The Philharmonic Orchestra and other um, bands and singers within Savannah came together and did this big concert in Forsyth Park, and everyone decorated a table based around a theme. And we were kind of lazy, and so we just took Greek Fest from Greek Fest to... Picnic in the park. <laughs> but it was great. That was really fun. So I had a good weekend.
0: Totally, totally. Um, yeah. So Luke Bryant, Picnic in the Park. All that's great. All that's fun. But let's get into the news and facts.
1: Straight into the news and facts. Today is an express episode. Um, we are skipping the main segment because Wheeler and I have a lot of work this week. So we're just hitting all the highlights. Let's go. <laughs>
0: Well, starting off at Dartmouth College. Chrissy, take it away.
1: Yes. Dartmouth College lawyers argued Thursday that the Ivy League school's basketball program whose need-based scholarships do not depend on those athletes' participation or talent. In a National Labor Relations Board hearing to determine whether the team should be allowed to unionize, school attorney Joe McConnell said that the classification of the players as student-athletes whatever its merits for big money college teams elsewhere, is actually appropriate at Dartmouth. Ivy League schools do not offer athletic scholarships. Instead, schools like Dartmouth offer need-based financial aid to all students to cover the gap between the cost of attendance and the um, prospective students' ability to pay. 11 of the Dartmouth players receive aid and four of them do not. The New Hampshire school said that with out regard to they get that regardless of like their role on the team um so that's a new thing so national labor relations board is hearing about whether or not dartmouth student-athletes should unionize and in this case the um it's it's very interesting so all 15 members of the dartmouth men's basketball team signed a petition last month asking to join local 560 of the service employees international union
0: that's not at all what we do when we play basketball we were not looking at joining unions. Like times are changing. What who's who's directing this? Because someone is definitely guiding the team in this direction.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, and and that service employees international union actually already re- represents some employees at the school. So like you know they're saying if we're employees of the school, if that's what we're going to be considered, we should be able to unionize. Unionizing would allow them to negotiate not only salary but also working condition, including practice hours and travel. The school objected, like I said earlier, saying that the players are not employees. So that this is kind of like the argument we've been talking about all summer: should they be considered employees of the school or not? Um, as a little backstory, in 2014, an NLRB regional director in Chicago ruled that Northwestern football players were employees, despite the school's arguments that they were students first. However, the unionized effort was stopped by a board ruling that differing labor rules for public and private schools would unsettle unsettle the labor market within the Big Ten Conference. Um, So the decision left open the issue of whether athletes are employees. It didn't really settle anything. A 2021 memo um, from the board's top lawyer said that athletes should be considered employees. Even the term student-athlete was designated to mislead players about their rights. So they are, they are, so like are are they students first or are they employees?
0: I don't even really care because I'm looking up Dartmouth this whole time. And okay, Ivy League, really cool, great. Uh, six and eight, talking about men's basketball. You know, in the conference, six and eight couldn't even break five hundred. Uh, overall, ten and eighteen couldn't break five hundred. Barely broke five hundred at home. I'm sure they had a couple cupcakes, and they got their butts kicked. Three and eleven on the road. Focus on. Getting better basketball and recruiting better.
1: These kids aren't going to get paid. Who's going to pay these kids?
0: Nobody's going to pay them. Like, so
1: they is, just this is, this is, this is them it. getting more money. Like if they're employees, they're actually going to get paid for their time.
0: So this is why they want to do it. So the schools definitely do not want that because I'm sure they're not profitable as it is right now because they can't even win games. So why are they, <laughs> Why would the school want this?
1: I don't. So I guess I'm I'm a little confused because if a lot of these kids are on need based scholarships. Are they assuming they'd be paid more than that amount? Because otherwise, I feel like they would do worse, right? Like yeah. if they made above a certain amount of income, then they'd no longer get need-based aid.
0: Totally. And it's, uh, I'm sure it's not cheap to go to Dartmouth. I guess
1: that's what the union is for. Very confusing.
0: <laughs> okay, Wheeler, what about
1: you? We have another Ivy League
0: update. So we're sticking with the Ivy League. We're feeling real pish posh today. <laughs> another Ivy League petition is in the works as well. Another complaint has been filed with the National Labor Relations Board aimed at ending the NCAA's amateurism model, the College Basketball Players Association, the CBPA, filed a charge (laughs) with the NLRB, the NOLBURB, against the Ivy League. The The charge alleges the conference has misclassified athletes as amateurs rather than professionals. Great argument. While there are several other changes currently pending for the NLRB related to college athlete compensation rights, This is the first one filed solely against a conference. And unlike the petition that Chrissy just mentioned filed against Dartmouth, this case is not a unionized petition. But if advocates win, seems like it's a long chance, long long shot of that actually happening, but say it happens, right? Well, this scenario would result in the case having a similar outcome, granting athletes employment status under U.S. labor law. The Ivy League is the only D1 conference that prohibits athletic scholarships, a controversial policy that is currently the subject of an antitrust lawsuit. These cases could take a year or more to reach an outcome, but they had a better chance of succeeding than others given the critical, current political climate at the NLRB. So the Florida cases aimed at attacking amateurism have come at the invitation of the NLRB's general counsel, Jennifer, Ar- Jennifer Abrozo. In 2021, Abrozo published a memo stating that she believed many college athletes should be considered professionals under labor law. So they brought in her and mm-hmm. that's who's probably directing it, right? I it's, mean.
1: This is, ah, uh, it's it's interesting. And I, I guess I am just like totally lost as to why these athletes who are only receiving need-based aid want this. And they're not, these guys are not the ones who have the potential to like with mass publicity publicity across the country to, like, sell something.
0: I, I don't think. I couldn't – I can't name
1: – I don't know anyone that plays in the Ivy League.
0: I mean, I'm sure if you – it's one of those things, like, you you know, you could probably list uh, five NBA greats of mm-hmm. Ivy League of all time kind of deal. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you're like, oh, my God, I didn't know that XYZ played at Dartmouth. But it's not the um, – it's not your standard path to the next level yes. <laughs> going through Ivy League.
1: I would – I would honestly, you're first, I guess, one, if any of our listeners are involved at all in this or aware, I'd love to talk to you and learn more because I just don't get why they would want this. Yeah, I don't understand we why the, we don't. Um, and then two, that's such a good point. These, the people who are playing sports at the Ivy League probably are not planning on going to like the NFL, the NBA. Why do they care? I, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't. Get this.
0: It doesn't seem like, you know, going to Ivy League seems more of a calculated move than Mm -hmm. an athletic one. I mean, it's a way to get connections. It's to get great education. It's a way to, you know, really take advantage of a different athletic, you know, Mm -hmm. work study type deal, right? You get a good education, good surrounding, good campus, but athletics isn't the priority.
1: Um, theory, what if this is just a resume builder for those like 15 guys on the basketball team and they just want to put like, we helped unionize the basketball team at Dartmouth.
0: The, that would That's in line that with the type of out. person that yes. goes to Dartmouth. <laughs> what they're like looking at at the high school level. Like we unionized our SCO yes. at the high school level.
1: Okay. Next up. The Florida High School Athletic Association is drafting an NIL proposal. Rumor has it that high school athletes in Florida may actually be able to participate in NIL activities as early as January of 2024. Florida just copy catting Georgia rare.
0: You're <laughs> dang right. I'll tell you what though, it is it is slowly moving moving east, right? Mm-hmm. And um it's kind of like the anti-gold rush. Mm-hmm. Everything's moving east this time from California. Wild. <laughs> Modifications to the NCAA NIL policy have been proposed. This is big.
1: Big baby.
0: Huge proposal here. (laughs) They include development of a voluntary registry for NIL providers, disclosure of NIL agreements above a certain dollar amount, developing best practices for NIL contracts, and the creation of an educational program for prospects and current student-athletes covering contracts, arbitration, and more. This is all more of the same thing we've been hearing that – Everybody, you know, that wants, gosh, first off, there's not that many people going to these deals that we're seeing. There are a, a lot of them, but, you know, it's not an overwhelming amount. It's not inhibiting any kind of sports, but there's an education gap there for a lot of people, even those that are interested in learning about NIL, and, and they're trying to address that. I love the dollar amount, like anything under hundred bucks, who cares, mm-hmm. right? Um, anything under 500 bucks, who cares? The disclosure is very important. Um, what do you think about the education, and then possibly the NCAA taking education in-house.
1: Well, I don't like that because then I feel like people using our framework platform wouldn't use our framework platform.
0: <laughs> yeah, we've seen that in um, in different industries. Like who's mm-hmm. the who's the financial literacy company that Cash Course? Right, they had, they had a, a terrible product. It was free, mm-hmm. and so anybody that basically so higher budgets, like we have the Albridge, Alabamas, so they're paying for some re- the the premium stuff really expensive stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that is the open doors. That is the, what's the other one?
1: Um, open doors influencer. Yeah. That's like
0: the open doors. That is the influencer. Those are the very, very, very expensive products, right? Mm-hmm. We're talking like.
1: At least 30,000.
0: More than that. I think mm-hmm. it's like 40, 50, 60,000 mm-hmm. a year. Just for once you kind of get all their packages mm-hmm. in and all the support mm-hmm. and services and contracts, but yada, yada. Then you have somebody like cash scores who has a really crappy product. They drop it in there for free. So the low, you know, the, The schools who don't have that budget, they're going to go and try to get the free option, which is what the NCAA possibly could bring.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, but then I hope that is not the case, because then you look at so okay, just as like a basis, it is, but yes, a basis for understanding. So our framework platform. we have um, a similar platform that we offer to trio programs, and it is just financial literacy. It has no NIL education. It is just for you know, first time college students learning how to, you know, balance a budget and do all that stuff. And when we now we we offer that. but when we first got into into the game, um, there was cash course, and it had been sitting there and it was just this dinosaur. It was like twenty years old. It was really hard to use. Everything was outdated, but schools were using it because it was free.
0: And check, check
1: the box. And you're checking the box. And so there's a few things like budgeting. Yes, like spend less than you're making is always going to be the same. But you couldn't even take it on a phone. You couldn't use – it did not show you how to use any budgeting apps. Like the way you budget in the digital age is so different than when this was built in 2000 yeah. that it, it made it hard for the students. And so it was actually a burden to use and so I hope the NCAA does not do that.
0: Well, you know what they're going to do. It's going to be just the most broad, unhelpful advice. Mm-hmm. Helpful advice is stuff where you can give someone, hey, look, you can go down this path. It's an option. You may hit this or that. We've seen it happen before. Um, the struggle might be there. You're going to overcome some things. But, but here's why you should possibly consider this because you can make X, Y, Z. Their stuff's going to be like so vanilla, mm-hmm. boring. Guys, you can enter an NIL deal with party. Said party must, yeah, it's just gonna be boring. Yeah. And then nobody's gonna read it. Maybe the parents will, but most likely they'll be getting their information online, mm-hmm. not using this resource because it'll be hard to use. And mm-hmm. roll for. NCAA can't do anything right. Don't let them do it.
1: Yes. <laughs> the end.
0: The end. <laughs> Should we get to the nillies? Because this is our second time to do it because someone didn't know that a certain <laughs> athlete was a college player instead of a high school player. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay so my millie georgia's like university of georgia let me get that straight um georgia's lad mcconkey has an nil deal with schumann farms and he is promoting sweet onions on social media all season long i love that i love the sweet onions from Georgia, they're delicious. is not far away, tons of onions there. I
0: was about to say, is this a Vidalia? Company? I
1: don't 100% know Schumann Farms is in Georgia.
0: It's in Cobb Town, Georgia, let's hmm. see. Doesn't
1: um, sound like Vidalia.
0: I'm backing out, I'm backing out. Uh, it's right outside of Metter. so it's right up the street from Oh, us. so that's,
1: that's, really that's cool. very close to Vidalia, okay. Well, wonderful Schumann Farms. We're so excited, we'll have to swing by and grab us we some We should onions. go
0: swing by and, and talk to him about that. Mm-hmm. That'd be a really cool deal. They're, they are literally right, uh, you know, 30 minutes from us. Really Human cool.
1: Farms. Talk to us, baby. Okay, Wheeler, what is your Nelly?
0: Well, see, unlike yours, mine has to deal with a Georgia high school athlete. <laughs> so high school athletes, it did not take long for a Georgia-based high school athlete to enter into an NIL deal. And we saw basketball player Isaac Beeler and Web Wealth Advisors pair up. It happened really fast. It's not even basketball season yet. So he's ahead of the game. That thing was ready to go. And now he is going to get his name broadcasted everywhere for being the first ever to enter an NIL deal in the state of Georgia. So in Florida, if you're if you're coming up, get ready to have that deal day one, and you'll be uh, all over the news.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely,
0: really awesome. All right, everybody, fun episode. Quick, quick episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to learn more about Victify's platform, visit nilly.io. If you'd like to learn more about our framework compliance platform and financial literacy courses, visit victify.com. If you'd like to learn more about our fra- favorite recent nillies from across the country. Follow us on social media.
1: Yes. Before I say this, which I it, usually say at last, please rate and review the podcast. We really appreciate it. We need some.
0: We need some. We yeah, need some more on. reviews, it, people.
1: We we see y'all listening. Rate us, babies. Um, also, we do post a new Nilly daily on our social media. You can follow our Instagram at Name Image Likeness Podcast or on Twitter or X at Victory NIL. If you want it all in one place, you can follow our Drift. Thank y'all so much. We'll talk to you next
0: week. Adios, amigos.
1: Name Image Likeness is part of the Palm Tree Podco Network of Podcasts. The show is produced and edited by Anthony Palmer. Thanks to the team at Victory 5 for creating the content for this week's episode.